0: Hey there, listeners. Welcome to the official WNRG podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to intentionally inspire curiosity and in actions across the human enterprise, not only as women or allies, but as a community of associates. Hi, I'm Carmen Pontoha evans and I'm on the Provider Process
1: and Services team, And I'm one of the co-hosts.
0: And we also have...
1: Hi, my name is Brittany LaMere. I am joining you today from Dreary, Pennsylvania. I'm an administrative services coordinator for the retail segment known as Market Point Pennsylvania.
2: And I'm Tara DeLucia. And I'm actually, don't kill me, Brittany, but (laughs) coming live from beautiful, sunny Florida in St. Petersburg. Um, I'm a health services manager for the long-term in-home program for Humana at Home.
0: And those are the three co-hosts. It's Carmen, Brittany, and Tara. And in the studio today, we have Kathy Eads. She's one of the WNRG leads. And Kathy, tell us a little bit about yourself before we go into the interview.
3: Sure. I'm Kathy Eads. I'm uh, in Louisville, Kentucky, where it's just a rainy, terrible day. I've been with the WNRG for several years now, and I've been one of the co-chairs for the last two years. In my day-to-day life at Humana, I'm part of the uh, National Provider Organization. And we focus on initiatives like network trend ideas. Um, we do work around filing Humanis networks with various government entities. And then we also monitor the adequacy of Humanis networks so that we are making sure that we can appropriately serve our members.
0: Awesome. Well, we thank you for being here today. You're We're welcome. very thankful that you would um, step up here and be willing to talk with us. And we do have a few questions for you uh, the first one that I'm going to throw out there is what was the best or worst career advice that you have have received? Um, let's see. I think
3: the best career advice I've ever gotten is that we spend far too much time at work to not have some fun while we're here. And what that really means is try to find some ways to enjoy the work that you do, which I've, I've always been able to do. Be challenged, um, but have some fun. Make good relationships with the people that you work with because – We spend a lot of time here. We really should be having fun while we're here. Um, It's far too big a part of our lives not to really get a lot of enjoyment out of it. And so I'm always focused on is enough of my day really challenging and fun and exciting, or has it become the time when that's not the case anymore and I need to look for my next opportunity?
0: Well, that's good. And that's something we should always take away and put in our back pocket and have and remember. Right.
1: And a great way for us to have fun at work is to be involved in our environment. And for me, that's been being involved with NRGs. I don't know about the rest of you, but um, in case anyone out there listening hasn't, you know, looked into the IND um, network resource groups, uh, we have eight and definitely worth your time to go look into. You can visit go slash NRG and learn some more information about that.
3: You know, that's so right, Brittany, because um, that is definitely part of what I call the fun at work. Um, And I would say it's a constant challenge to find time to do energy activities, but they always energize me for the rest of my work. And I always try to remember, gosh, whatever time I'm investing here, it has such a huge payback in terms of how I feel about the rest of the things that I do. So you also asked me what was bad career advice And I think um, early in my career, I had a leader that was focused on just getting the work done. And they didn't particularly care to answer a lot of questions about why we were doing what we were doing. And um, it wasn't necessarily bad advice, but the lack of focus on the why um, was really problematic for me. And what I took away from that is that it's always important to understand how you fit into the bigger picture of Humana or whatever organization you work at um, and why you're doing what you're doing and why it's important. And if your leader doesn't have time to tell you that, they're really not doing such a great job at leading you. You should always understand that. And so don't be afraid to ask why. Um, Honestly, I would say if people work for me and they don't understand why, I have a problem with it.
0: That's good. So what is your why?
3: Exactly. Why are we doing this? Why is it important to Humana? Why is it meaningful?
2: So Simon Sinek, he has that YouTube um, Start With Why, that little broadcast that he does. And I think that was my first exposure to the whole why concept and really like digging in because sometimes the answer is, well, because we've always done it that way. And that's such a great opportunity to really dive in deep and figure out if there's a better, more efficient way to do things. But that, that, was, um, that was earlier on in my career when I watched that and I was kind of blown away by it. And as a leader... It's just so important to start with the why. So that way you get the buy-in and that way you get the feedback from from associates on maybe a different angle that you weren't taking into consideration. So, yeah, I love that.
0: So, Kathy, how has networking been important to you, to your career here or otherwise?
3: Oh, gosh, networking is so important. The network that you create for yourself really um, creates the full experience at work. And being able to talk to people in different areas about what they do and connect what they do with what you do is just hugely important. And I have um, a big network of people that I've created over the years, and they just really inspire me. I have um, former leaders who I now consider my mentors and advocates um, who are you know, constantly connecting me with something new that I might not have known about, because they know me and they know what I'm interested in, they'll oftentimes reach out to me and say, did you know about this? And have you heard about that? And how does that connect with the work you're doing? I think I heard you say something about that. It's just all those little pieces coming together all the time, and it's, it's, it makes life so interesting to have that network. It's important at work, it's, it's important outside of work too. I think about my parent network that I have with other parents. Um, and how we compare notes about, you know, what we're doing for our children, what we're not doing for our children, why we feel guilty about what we're not <laughs> doing for our children, you know, all those things. It's important to have that network to, to go to and to bounce your ideas off of because otherwise it's just so uninteresting without that.
0: <laughs> and I like you, that you mentioned mentors. So yeah. male, female, what kind of mentors have you had?
3: Uh, I think it's important to have both it's a comfort zone sometimes to have a mentor who's a lot like you and you just have that click and things are, you know, you always feel like you can just connect with them. But it's also important to have mentors who aren't like you because they Mm -hmm. see things differently than you do. Um, They can point out things that you might not see because they just come from a different perspective. So I have both men and women. Um, I like I also like to have people who are junior to me as mentors because I think they bring a different perspective than I might get from someone who's my peer or someone who's senior to me. I think all of those uh, mentoring relationships are important. And then you really have to separate who, who are your mentors from who are your advocates. And the difference for me is, you know, a mentor is going to give me good advice. I'm going to go to them. I'm going to ask them questions. They're going to give me their opinions. But an advocate is going to talk about me um, to other people. They're going to advocate on my behalf. When they hear of a position that seems like a good fit for me, they're going to say, hey, have you thought about Kathy for that position? I think Mm -hmm. she'd be really good. Um, They're really thinking and they're – using their political capital on my behalf. They're they're putting their, their reputation on the line to speak positively about me um, to someone else who might have an interest in me but not know me. So really, it's important to have both.
2: And Kathy, when you talk about the advocate versus the mentor, do you use advocate the same as you would use sponsor? I know back... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just,
1: I was thinking the exact same thing. I, it, whenever you're speaking about advocacy, I, I think you are further defining sponsorship and really giving sponsorship a much needed definition, because that's been a really big buzzword in you know, the mentoring circle. And I think you've done a really great job trying to like define that and give examples of how one can do that.
3: Yeah, you're exactly right. I think of the word advocate and sponsor as interchangeable. I think they're very much the same for me. So yes, I'm definitely speaking about people who are my sponsors, and I have so, I have several.
2: <laughs> well, and so you also shared with us maybe last year I think it was a book called Forget a Mentor, Find a Sponsor by Sylvia Ann Hewlett, and I bought went and bought that right away. Um, and so learning the difference between between that mentor relationship, which says, hey, I need your advice. You know, how would you handle the situation, which is absolutely necessary in this world. But then in terms of like growth within the company, that sponsor advocacy, I'm learning more and more through different podcasts and reading. It is just critical for movement. You know, you have to have someone that is willing to take a chance on you. And then that relationship is less mentory and more, I need to perform. Like I need to really show you, you've put your neck out on the line. And now I want to show you all that I can bring to the table. So I I really loved that book and appreciated that recommendation.
3: Yeah, I had two key takeaways from that book. And one was what we've already talked about is that, you know, that a mentor, you know, gives you advice uh, and a sponsor actually advocates on your behalf. So there's that difference. Um, but but the other thing that I took away is that um, a sponsorship is really more of a two-way relationship. And because a sponsor is putting their reputation on the line to speak positively about you to someone else, they also expect the same in return from you. Um, and they may be more senior to you, but there's definitely a two-way relationship. Um, path there around your your communication? Because they would expect also to be able to call on you and say, you know, I've got this challenge in my organization, and I know that this new organization that you're working in, because I advocated for you to work in that organization, might be able to help me solve that, and how can we connect to do that? And the expectation would be there that uh, you would definitely be able to um, contribute back to your sponsor. So it's definitely a two-way, whereas mentorship is really much more you're giving advice and you hope the person takes the advice, but that's it. That's the end of it.
1: And Kathy, do you happen to have any advice on how people that are just now entering the workforce could begin to cultivate and to grow and find these relationships, uh, especially whenever some of these associates may not be in a very populated area with other, you know, Humana associates or other colleagues in the same industry?
3: Um that is a really good question, Brittany. Um it, it's hard. Um especially if you're not in the the central part of an organization where there's lots of people to choose from. I think you have to look for them all over the place. And certainly there you'll find some at work, but look for them outside of work too. What's that what's that um volunteer activity that you do where you're really inspired by the leader of that organization. Can you say, you know, I'd really like to learn more from you. Um, Can we set up some time? And oftentimes I find that I I might start with a mentoring relationship and then it turns into a sponsorship relationship because you kind of have to have that first relationship to then have it expand. Um, I also have a few previous leaders that I've worked for that uh, I continue to see as my mentors and sponsors. Um, And so one of the things that I try to do as I move around in my career is make sure that I maintain those important relationships. And for me, thats um, I have one leader that I'm thinking of that I make sure that about once a quarter I have some kind of interaction with her. And if I haven't seen her in a little while, then I schedule it. And sometimes she schedules it, but more often than not, I schedule it, and she's open to that. And we we just make sure we maintain that connection, and it's worked really well for both of us um, to maintain that. And so really every time I'm I'm moving around, whether it's geographically or I think about who are those key people that I want to make sure I don't lose contact with and make sure that I cultivate that relationship that I've created and that I don't let it die.
0: And Kathy, you've been my leader for WNRG, and Brittany and Tara's leader as well. And you've been very inspiring. You've been, I don't know how many years with WNRG, but I know just recently, maybe a year or so ago, you became um, top leader, we'll call it, with WNRG. (laughs) co-chair. Co-chair, thank you. Uh, So what do you see your legacy? For the Women's Network Resource Group.
3: Gosh, you know, I saw this. I saw that you guys were going to ask me this question. I'm like, oh, geez, a legacy. Mm. Um, I don't want to be old enough to have a legacy. <laughs> yeah. But um... you're accomplished <laughs> enough accomplished. to have a
1: legacy, <laughs> right? Absolutely,
3: right. Very um, inspiring. I, I like to, you know, a couple things that really inspire me from the WNRG. I got my start at the WNRG um, doing the speaker series and um we really focused on who are those people that we could bring in that were really inspiring mm. that had a message that you really wanted to hear more about and you left your hour of hearing after hearing that speaker event just kind of really energized mm. for your work for you know life in general and so i continue to be passionate about the speaker series and and what we've um, brought to the to our members, and by the way, those are all recorded, so if you ever need a little inspiration, you can go back and watch definitely um, an old uh, speaker event um, so really passionate about those. I also am just uh, so proud of what we 've done with the mentoring circles mm. and the mentoring program in general I think we 're up to almost a thousand people that we 've served through wow. and and that 's all done with Volunteers who created the program, volunteers who execute the program. And it's, um, I had a chance to do a mentoring circle last year. It was fabulous. I just got a note from one of my mentees um, through that circle that she'd just gotten a promotion. And that's so exciting to know that I might have had just a little bit to do with that. And um, it's one of those things that I struggled to sign up for because I. I thought, oh, it's going to take a lot of time, and how mm-hmm. am I going to find the time? But every time I did a mentoring circle, I was 100 times more energized when I got done than I had been when I started, and it was, it was just fabulous time spent. I had so much fun doing that. And so when I think about the legacy of the WNRG and what you know we've done is really create those meaningful experiences for associates, opportunities to connect um, with others um, whether it's about your own career or getting inspired through a speaker series or doing a volunteer event um, through our wellness programs. All of those things just kind of uh, allow you to bring more of yourself to work and have a richer experience while you're here. And it kind of goes back to that, how do you have fun at work? Um, it's doing stuff like the W energy, And so I, I think that's the legacy of all of the energies is that they allow for – you know, a better experience at work, more full, more fun, and just, you know, a- able to bring more of yourself to work and, and really participate.
0: Well, we thank you so much, Kathy. We appreciate your inspiring words and inspiring moments you shared with us uh, from your uh, days here at Humana. Um, our takeaway is have fun. Yes, have fun. <laughs> always. Have fun <laughs> and enjoy. And to that, uh, we're gonna end the interview, and we thank you so much.
3: Thank you. I appreciate you having me here.
1: And as Kathy had mentioned, volunteering is a really great way to get involved and also to seek out other mentors, advocates, and sponsors. April is National Volunteer Month. And as Humana Associates, we do have eight hours of volunteer time or four hours if you're a part-time worker. You can go to go slash HVN and find opportunities in your area and use your time to go volunteer. And that's it for this episode. Let us know what you want to hear about on our WNRG Buzz page or by tagging us. Hashtag WNRG Podcast Series. Until next time, be intentional, stay curious, and inspire others.